Welcome to my podcast, ladies and gents. You're listening to Cats Radio. Today, I have a special guest on my show. He is a musician. His name is Exo Reckless. He is an American rapper and singer with emo punk roots, heavy metal, and hip hop influences. He is currently unsigned and independent. Here he is. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> so, Exo Reckless, what is the biggest misconception that most people have about you when meeting you or hearing your music or just in general? I don't know. They don't usually tell me. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I've had people get weird. Uh, I, I don't know. They, I guess they, they, they're they thrown off by my appearance sometimes, I guess. Um, yeah, I have a lot of tattoos on my face. and uh, Yeah. Dreadlocks, tattoos everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, so people are usually kind of don't know what to think of this, I guess. So, how do you make these people like kind of see you as you when you're mating them? What kind of like breaks down those walls and you're like, here, I'm here, I'm exo reckless. How you doing? Oh, um, yeah, I don't know, actually. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What's up in my head? I can speculate. Uh, I, I guess a lot of times you know, they don't. I'm not as weird as they think I would be, or I mean as I would think as they would think I would be. I don't know. Apparently, I have resting dick face. I've been told this by several ex-girlfriends. I, <laughs> I look at people and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, I know. <laughs> oh man, that's something. How did you come up with your name, Exo Reckless? How did? But I, I tend to indulge, indulge in sequel, did more so. I indulge in things, um, in ridiculous amounts. Um, it, it's all or nothing, pretty much, and pretty much anything I do. So, um, but I tend to be, I don't know, I, I used to get drunk and I was pretty reckless, and I thought that was kind of a good description of it. And then the XO was like, kind of just like being a smart ass, like hugs and kisses. Um, <laughs> and it, it kind of stuck with me, and, um, yeah, it, it just. I went with it, and uh, I like, you know, it's, I don't know, it's just something I stuck with. I like that. That's on I very endearing. Kind of about it and, yeah. So you feel like your your exo reckless that kind of helps you relate and connect to your audience, because every one of us, I believe, has a reckless side to us. When, whether it's our shadow selves, our dark selves, we we go into those mistakes where we, we just feel like we want to be loose and, and something happens and we're not really thinking of our consequences. Uh, yeah, I think, I think, in the, uh, I just had a look at my tongue. It's, um, I, I just lost what I was going to say. Sorry, I was talking about, um. It's okay. Yeah, uh, I, I, I word for it. It's off to my tongue. But yeah, it's just, um, it's, oh, wow, I've never, that's weird. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> As a kid, Exo Reckless, what job did you initially come want? Back like, come back in like 10, sorry to cut you off, but it's going back in like 10 minutes on a random, like, blurted out and talked about something else. That's how it usually happens. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Let me know if I'm going too fast. I don't want to be going ahead. You're good. Yeah, so my next question for you. Uh, As a kid, what job did you initially want when you were growing up? Did you picture yourself right now in the shoes that you have right now, the place that you're at, the environment you're at. Did you picture this uh, whole thing for you? That's a good question, actually, because um, I, I think the first time, I was really into the idea of playing guitar and stuff when I was a little kid. And I used to watch the uh, movie La Bamba, like on repeat. Um, 
Are you considering? I've kind of put it down for a while. I, I tend to pick it up and put it down every couple of years and pick it up. But yeah, it's been a pretty con- not well, obviously there's gaps in the consistency, but it's been a recurring right. theme in my life. Um, <laughs> used to be a part of what I'm playing. I've always been a huge fan. Um, I was that kid when I was younger. I didn't get CDs. So I don't think CDs came out were like readily available as they were. So I was about 11 or 12. But I used to get cassettes and just read all the insides of them. Yeah. So you, it's like a sporadic practice for you. You are more into just, it's more, it's like a sporadic practice for you. You do guitar, but you prefer to vocalize your artistic ways. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess it started, I've always, been, I've always wanted to vocalize, but yeah, I decided I was going to play guitar first, yes. Who were your idols, Exo Reckless, when you were growing up? Oh, that's, um, like I mentioned, like I, when I was a really little kid, I got into stuff like Richie Valens, um, <laughs> Michael Jackson, uh, NWA stuff. I was, that, was stuff, that was the stuff I was supposed to have. Like, I love Michael Jackson. No, no, I was supposed to have Michael Jackson. Like, I, mean, <laughs> I got that and stuff like that. Like I was T, like I was a little kid, I started like getting all of those tickets. And, yeah, it's not only that. And then as I got older, you know, uh, Guns N' Roses was, was early down in there. Uh, what touched you about those? Those. Uh, artists is Exo Reckless. What, what really drove you and inspired you with them? Uh, sounds, uh, you know, melody. Um, there's something about, you know, like not. I wouldn't say like getting more enthralled with the whole who the artist was, and just like how he's putting himself out of the world. Um, uh, just the whole package. You know, it's, it's something about it relates with me, and I, you know, it's the voice that initially gets or something. It's like, uh, yeah, it's crazy. You know? But yeah. That's right. They have they, that charisma on stage that draws you and pulls you in, and it excites you, and you just can't get enough of it. You see them on there, you're like, there's some magic up there happening. Yeah, um, it's definitely. It's weird to say because I was younger, I used to love playing on stage, and I still do. It's just it, it gets more nerve wracking for me as I get older. It's weird. It's weird. Like I, when I was younger, I care if I drunk, but um. I, I, you know, it didn't bother me as much, um, but now it's like I overthink everything before getting on there, so it's like, uh, it's not like I'll tense up so bad, I like, it's weird, it's, it's weird, but it's definitely, it's definitely, it's definitely good when you have a good crowd, because that definitely puts all those, all those, uh, the, the voice really quickly, so that's always a plus. How do you, in those days that you're, like, overwhelmed with anxiety on stage, how do you crush that? How do you just be loose up there and be the ultimate performer that you want to be? How do you get into that zone? Uh, well, the anxiety, the medication I take does a pretty good job of that. I mean, I still get it semi-periodically, not nearly as bad and not. But um, with that, uh, sometimes I just go excited. I, I don't, um, I've been trying to stay away from that for the last few months. That's a good thing, I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Very good. I'm, 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 
don't smoke as a joint or something like that, you know, and, um, but, uh, yeah, I just, um, just kind of try to think my way through it as positively as possible, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's one thing about me, is that I chronically overthink everything, or not chronically, just insanely, it's, it's, I don't, well, it's fine, too, because I always do it, but yeah, and I just had to stop, but, um, that's totally okay yeah that's totally okay to overthink that just tells you that you have a lot going on and you're very intelligent and your mind is going a million hours where you can't stop it but yeah you just find your focus and you're there so during the pandemic process Chris uh, back in 2020 what was your biggest struggle during the pandemic what was oh, that was that's oh god um my struggle uh, everything you can't struggle during the pandemic um i just got out of divorce when that happened um i was dating a new girl and that was good and that went down so it shit is really everything went shit like literally like it, it was uh I, you know life was just dumping on me for some reason and i know it's not i know it's likely it's my fault i got myself in these situations one way or another but like god damn it yeah the pandemic was not good to me uh and i'm not bitching about it but like it was definitely a lesson uh yeah on how bad things could get how did it strengthen you though aside from the negative part what was the positive part for you how did it strengthen you as a person and propelled you forward um, to in your pursuit well, to being the better you without going into great detail there's a, a moment that happened uh was eve overnight um and I had to think about some things. Um, I don't know. I was, I was in a mental health facility up there at that point. Uh, uh, yeah, at that point, I went on Christmas Eve, Christmas morning. Um, I had, had a mental breakdown. Um, and uh, I was thinking, I was thinking, I said, uh, you know, I, I had a band at the time. I was just stressing me the fuck out. Uh, I, 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 I have some pretty really bitter feelings towards that situation, so I'm not going to delve in too deep in that. It's a bunch of crap. But, um, anyway, it's, it's just kind of was, it was one of the shit hitting the fan moments. Um, all over that and it's just that's where actually reckless was born so i mean like i love it best thing i got out of it i mean like that was when i made that decision i guess what i was trying to say yeah i made that decision just like i said i was sitting in mental health facility trying to get better um just trying to figure out what the fuck why would you brought me that point um interesting and humble it's been an interesting humbling couple of years I'm sure all your fans like that about you too. That's how they really connect with you because they could be in that same place too. But they like to see within you that you're pushing forward and you're not giving up, and they like that. What would you be so extra reckless? Also, when you were younger too, um, what was the biggest thing that you've seen in yourself that you said to yourself? I don't want to be at the place that I am at now. I want to see something different for myself when I'm grown up. What at what age did that click with you? Oh, fuck. like say uh, like where you be you're like. Saying I wanted I wanted to do different than my parents as an adult. Is that what you're saying? Or? No, no. Just where you were. Like, were you satisfied? Were you thinking in that 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 type of broad spectrum as a kid you be thinking uh, I like where I'm at yeah like what you think yeah were you happy right like daydreaming or were you happy where you're at were you content did you have any of those thoughts 
as a teenager or like as I was younger? Yeah, like teenager and up, anything from that type of group. Really honest, as a teenager, I didn't see more than fucking two inches above my face to put it like uh, realistically. Um, it was a, it was lips with an out kind of thing, and didn't. And I I, that, I do regret that to some regards because I did make some decisions based on future on uh, uh, on the long term. On the love was just uh, uh, impulsive, and uh, uh, it just kind of dealt with the consequences. Right. I guess there's still time, sometimes unintentionally, but yeah. What is your ultimate dream for yourself and your career? Where do you see yourself in five to ten years? Oh, I don't know. What are you hoping? Uh, I, guess, I guess back to my back to the my previous answer. Like, yeah, I, I'm just trying to get through today and tomorrow. I mean, as stupid and irresponsible that sounds, I'm not gonna go into details of my situation. But it's just, you know, I, 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 I do have things out in advance. Yeah, I do try to, you know, book cool things out in advance. Uh, like shows and stuff I have, but yeah, a lot of my life is just going with the flow and working and yeah, it's, it's kind of, I don't know. It's awesome. Yeah. No, that's great. What is a piece of advice you could tell our listeners to help them through their hard patches in life to get them closer uh, to you? So to be honest, I don't know what I could tell them because everybody goes to the pattern is hard patches to get them, but I I know how bad I just my experience I know how bad I can get fucking um stay stay with it stay strongly I mean that's all you really can do and just roll with it and try your best um, um, love it that gets the whole review and I, and I, I'm not a professional I'm not, I'm not qualified to give this information I'm just saying that's I guess that's my perseverance um it's gonna it's gonna eventually get better I hope uh you know and I guess yeah so that would be my sad sorry I don't really have anything uh, useful to say but uh Oh, no, that's me, fine. Yeah, definitely just getting through it. Um, writing helps me a lot. Uh, writing definitely helps me get through that a lot. That's kind of when I go through. I'm, I'm almost uh, to the point where I shut down and, and everything. Like, it's not shut I shut down externally except for writing and just, and, and you know what I'm saying? I just get in that zone and it's like, I'm on another fucking planet, you know? Um, and, uh, and most people, but I mean, that's that's my go-to. Um, I, I, if, if you know, other people are getting that, they have something like that or, or writing itself or whatever. I would definitely suggest the trying it. Um, that might help. I, did, I believe it helped me. But yeah, uh, and, and ultimately medication. Um, but, um, it's not, but it's not. It's, it doesn't get shamed if you if you take it. You, you know, at least at least you're trying. You don't have to be a better person. But you know, you, you can admit it to yourself. You're, it's too hard for you to do by yourself. So you can have more power to it. Like, Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. That's right. Whatever helps you right now, just get through. Stick. Hang in there. And keep going forward. Where would ever, all your fans? Welcome to XO my Reckless podcast, Web. ladies and gents. You're listening to Cats Radio. Today, I have a special guest on my show. He is a musician. His name is Exo Reckless. He is an American rapper and singer with emo punk roots, heavy metal, and hip hop influences. He is currently unsigned. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> So, Exo Reckless, what is the biggest misconception that most people have about you when meeting you or hearing your music or just in general? I don't know. They don't usually tell me. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I've had people get weird. Uh, I, I don't know. They, I guess they, they, they're, they're thrown off by my appearance sometimes, I guess. Um, yeah, I have a lot of tattoos on my face. And, uh, yeah, dreadlocks. 
catchers everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, so people usually kind of don't know what to think initially, I guess. So how do you make these people like kind of see you as you when you're mating them? What kind of like breaks down those walls and you're like, here, I'm here, I'm exo reckless. How you doing? Oh, um, yeah, no, actually, uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. Um, it's up in my head. I can speculate. Uh, I, I like. It's a lot of times you know they don't. I'm not as weird as they think I would be, or I mean as I would think as they would think I would be. I don't know. Apparently, I have resting dick face. I've been told this by several ex-girlfriends. I look cool, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, I know. <laughs> oh man. That's something. How did you come up with your name, Exo Reckless? Um, How did I tend to indulge, indulge in well, did more so. I indulge in things that um, ridiculous amounts. Um, it, it's all or nothing, pretty much, and pretty much anything I do. So, um, but I tend to be, I don't know, I, I used to get drunk and I was pretty reckless. And I thought that was kind of a good description of it. And then the Exo was like kind of just like being a smart ass like hugs and kisses um, <laughs> and it kind of stuck with me and um, yeah it, it just I went with it and uh, I like you know it's I don't know it's just something I stuck with I like that that's very endearing kind of so you feel like your your extra reckless that kind of helps you relate and connect to your audience because every one of us I believe has a reckless side to us when whether it's our shadow selves, our dark selves, we we go into those mistakes where we we just feel like we want to be loose and and something happens and we're not really thinking of our consequences. Uh, yeah, I think I think in the, uh, I just had a bit of my tongue. It's um. I lost what I was gonna say. Sorry, I was talking, but um. It's okay. Yeah, uh, I, I, I worked for it. Off to my tongue, but now yeah, it's just um. It's, Oh my god, oh, wow, I've never, that's weird. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> As a kid, Exo what job did you initially come want? Back like, come back from like 10, I started to catch up, but just going back in like 10 minutes on a randomly blurted out and talking about something else. So that's how I usually have it. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alright, let me know if I'm going too fast. I don't want to be going ahead. Yeah, so my next question for you. Uh, As a kid, what job did you initially want? when you were growing up, did you picture yourself right now in the shoes that you have right now, the place that you're at, the environment you're at? Did you picture this whole um, thing for you? That's a good question, actually, because um, I, I think the first time, I was really into the idea of playing guitar and stuff, I was like, okay. And I used to watch uh, the movie Bamba, like on repeat. Um, I, I was really into stuff like that, but like, probably story like, like music. Um, uh, uh, that's what initially I remember catching my eye, and uh, so yeah, I just became just enthralled with that whole, the whole idea of playing music for people and doing music for people. So uh, I started actually playing guitar around 14, um, and then started playing in punk bands, um, and yeah, I've been doing it for years. Um, I kind of stuff like now I only play guitar like as a track I'm making had one um, enough one to add to the beat or if I'm actually involved in the instrumental making um I will play guitar in the studio occasionally but it's, I don't usually use a lot of it lately or a lot of it in general in what I'm doing uh, are so you I, considering I've kind of put it down for a while I, I tend to pick it up and put it down every couple of years and pick it up but yeah it's been a pretty con- not 
obviously there's gaps in the consistency, but it's been a recurring theme in my life. Um, music and part of what I'm playing, I've always been a huge fan. Um, I was that kid that, or when I was younger, I didn't even see so I don't think CDs came out were like readily available as they were until I was about 11 or 12. But I used to get cassettes and just read all the insides of them. Yeah. So you, it's like a sporadic practice for you. You are more into just, it's more, it's like a sporadic practice for you. You do guitar, but you prefer to vocalize your artistic ways. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess it started, I've always been, I've always wanted to vocalize, but yeah, I decided I was going to play guitar first, yes. Who were your idols, Exo Reckless, when you were growing up? Oh, that's, um, like I mentioned, like, I, when I was a really little kid, I got stuff like Richard Ballins, um, uh, Michael Jackson, uh, NWA, stuff I was, that, was the stuff, that was the stuff I was supposed to have there. I love so, Michael uh, Jackson. No, no, I was supposed to have Michael Jackson, I got that, and stuff like that, like, I was tea, like, I was a little kid, I started, like, getting all of those tapes, and, yeah, I was kind of that, and then, as I got older, you know, uh, Guns N' Roses was early fan in there, uh, what touched you about those those uh, artists, Exo Reckless? What what really drove you and inspired you with them? Uh, sounds, uh, you know, melody, um, there's something about, you know, like, no, I wouldn't say it's like getting more enthralled with the whole who the artist was and just like mm-hmm. how he's putting himself out in the world. Um, uh, just the whole package, you know, it's, it's something about it relates with me and I, you know, whether it's the voice that initially gets or something, it's like, yeah, it's crazy, huh? but yeah. That's right. They have uh, they that charisma on stage that draws you and pulls you in, and it excites you, and you just can't get enough of it. You see them on there, you're like, there's some magic up there happening. Yeah, um, it's definitely. It's weird to say because I was younger, I used to love playing on stage, and I still do. It's just it it gets more nerve wracking for me as I get older. It's weird. It's weird. Like I, I when I was younger, I didn't care. I was like drunk, but um. I, I, you know, it didn't bother me as much, um, but now it's like I overthink everything before getting on there, so it's like, uh, it's not like tense, I'm so bad, I like, yeah, it's weird, it's, it's weird, but it's definitely, a, it's definitely, it's definitely good when you have a good crowd, because that definitely puts all those, all those, uh, the voice really quickly, so that's always a plus. How do you, in those days that you're, like, overwhelmed with anxiety on stage, how do you crush that, how do you just be loose up there and be the ultimate performer that you want to be? How do you get into that zone? Uh, well, the anxiety, the medication I take does a pretty good job of that. I mean, I still get it semi-periodically, not nearly as bad and not. But um, with that, uh, sometimes I just go with it because I, I don't. Um, I've been trying to stay away from that for the last few months. That's a good thing, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Very good. I'll smoke a joint or something, like, uh, you know, and, um, but. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, just kind of try to think my way through it by as positively as possible. And, uh, yeah, that's that's one thing about me is I chronically overthink everything. I'm not chronically, just insanely. It, it, I don't, it's fine, too, because I always do it. But, yeah, and I just have to stop. But, um, and, yeah, I don't, I don't know where I was going at that point. But I, That's I totally sure okay. Everything. Yeah, that's yeah, totally that's okay to overthink. That just tells you that you have a lot going on and you're very intelligent and your mind is going a million hours where you can't stop it. But yeah, you just find your focus and you're there. So during the pandemic process, Chris, uh, back in 2020, what was your biggest struggle during the pandemic? What was- Oh, that was, that's, oh God. Um, 
my struggle, uh, everything became a struggle during the pandemic. Um, I just got out of divorce when that happened. Uh, I was dating a new girl, and that was good, but that went absolute shit. It was really, everything went shit. Like, literally, like, it, it was, uh, I, you know, life was just dumping on me for some reason. And I know it's, no, I know it's likely my fault. I got myself in these situations one way or another. But, like, God damn, I mean, yeah, the pandemic was not good to me. Uh, I'm not bitching about it, but, like, it was definitely a lesson, uh, yeah, on how bad things could get. How did it strengthen you, though, aside from the negative part? What was the positive part for you? How did it strengthen you as a person and propelled you forward um, to in your pursuit well, to being the better you? Without going into great detail, there's a moment that happened uh, this Eve overnight. Um, and I had to think about some things. Um, I don't know, I was, I was in a mental health facility up there that I want uh, uh, Yeah, at that point, I went on Christmas Eve, Christmas morning. Um, had a, had a mental breakdown, um, and, uh, this thing, I was thinking, I was like, uh, you know, I, I had a band at the time, I was just stressing me the fuck out, um, I, 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 I have some pretty really bitter feelings towards that situation, so I'm not going to delve in too deep in that and say a bunch of crap, but, um, anyway, it's just, it's just kind of, was, it was one of the shit hitting the fan moments, um, and it's just, that, that's where actually Reckless was born, so I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> I love uh, it. That, that was the best thing I got out of it. I mean, like, that was when I made that decision, I guess, what I was trying to say. Uh, yeah, uh, I made that decision just, uh, like I said, I was sitting in a mental health facility trying to get better. Um, uh, just trying to figure out the fuck, uh, why would you brought me that point? Um, yeah, it's, it's been interesting and humble. It's been an interesting humble, humbling couple of years. Uh, all I'm sure all your fans like that about you too. That's how they really connect with you because they could be in that same place too, but they like to see within you that you're pushing forward and you're not giving up and they like that. What would you be so extra reckless? Also, when you were younger too, um, what was the biggest thing that you've seen in yourself that you said to yourself, I don't want to be at the place that I am at now. I want to see something different for myself when I'm grown up. What at what age did that click with you? Oh, fuck. Like say, uh, like where you be you're like? Saying I wanted, I wanted to do different than my parents as an adult. Is that what you're saying? Or? No, no. Just where you were. Like, were you satisfied? Were you thinking in that 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 type of? broad spectrum as a kid were you uh, thinking I like where I'm daydream. at yeah like were you think yeah were you happy right like daydreaming or were you happy where you're at were you content did you have any of those thoughts as a teenager or like as I was younger yeah like teenager and up anything from that type of group as a teenager I didn't see more than fucking two inches above my face to play it like realistically it was lip to the now kind of thing and I I do regret that to some regards because I did make some decisions based on future, on, uh, on the long term. Um, a lot of it was just uh, um, impulsive, and uh, I just kind of dealt with the consequences. Right. I guess they're still sometimes unintentionally, but yeah. What is your ultimate dream for yourself and your career? Where do you see yourself in five to ten years? What are you hoping? Uh, I, guess, I guess back to my back to the end, my previous answer. Like, yeah, I, I'm just trying to get through today and tomorrow. I mean, as stupid and irresponsible as that sounds, I'm not going to go into details on my situation. But it's just, I, I, 
I, I do have things out in advance. Yeah, I do try to you know, put cool things out in advance, uh, like shows and stuff. Uh, but yeah, a lot of my life is just going with the flow and working. And yeah, it's, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's awesome. No, that's great. What is a piece of advice you could tell our listeners to help them through their hard patches in life to get them closer uh, to you? So to be honest, I don't know what I could tell them because everybody goes to the time just hard patches in general. But I know how bad I just my experience, I know how bad I can get. Fucking so um, stay, stay, stay strongly. I mean, that's all you really can do. And just roll with it. Uh, try your best. Um, um, Love it. It gets older, do it. And I'm not a professional. I'm not, I'm not qualified to give this information. I'm just saying that's, I, mean, I guess that's my perseverance. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to eventually get better, I hope. Uh, you know, and I guess, yeah. So that would be what I said. Sorry, I don't really have anything uh, useful to say. But, um, oh, no, that's me, fine. Yeah, definitely just getting through it. Uh, writing helps me a lot. Uh, writing definitely helps me get through that a lot. That's kind of when I go through. I'm, I'm almost uh, to the point where I shut down and, and everything like it's not shut I shut down externally except for writing it just think, and you know what I'm saying I just get in that zone and it's like I'm on another fucking planet you know um, and you know, people, but I mean that's that's my go-to um, I, I, if, if, if you know, other people are dealing with that they have something like that or, or writing itself whatever uh, I would definitely suggest the trying it um, that might help like, the, the, I believe it helped me but yeah uh, and, and ultimately medication um, but but it's not, it's, it doesn't get shamed of you. If you take it, you, you know, at least you just try and, you know, it's a better person. But, you know, you, you, you can admit it to yourself. You're, it's too hard for you to do by yourself. So you can have more power to it. Like, Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. That's right. Whatever helps you right now, just get through, stick, hang in there, and keep going forward. Where would ever, all your fans, XO Reckless, where can we find you on platforms? Um, Spotify, YouTube, um, Apple Music, yeah, I, I, all, major, all of them actually, to my knowledge, they're the ones I haven't heard of them before that I'm on, so yeah, I, I, yeah. so uh, I pretty much all platforms, I'm, I'm having an issue with TikTok, but someone told me how to fix it, that's fine, I need to get on that, but yeah, but other than that, all platforms are streaming all that video watching. What's something that you could tell our viewers right now? to help them love and support artists like you that are independent. How could you help the viewers get there for you? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? So as an independent artist, how do you bring, how would you tell the viewers right now to start, you know, loving and, and supporting the type of independent artist that you are? How would you tell them that right now? I don't know if I would tell them that. I mean, like, people are going to fuck with her, they're going to fuck with her. I mean, if people choose to fuck with me, that's cool. I, I, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, music's one of those things that's, um, I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's music theory to like, and everything to it, but I'm, I digress from my point. It's fucking, it's subjective um, as far as what you want to hear. And uh, as far as what people prefer, it's, it's subjective. Being a, it's up to You know, it's, it is what it is. It's, yeah, everyone's different. So. I don't, I don't know if I correctly answered your question, but I think I was kind of on there. Yeah, I think you answered it as good as you can. Well, there you have it, you guys. Exo Reckless on Cats Radio. You check him out right now on all platforms. Spotify, Facebook, TikTok. Show him some love. Give him a follow. And I think he has a little announcement here to make soon, right? He does, he does live concerts and physical concerts. He does traveling, I believe. 
uh, let's let our listeners, yeah. Give me one second, Kelly. You still hear me? Yes, I do. Uh, cool. Well, awesome. I'll go ahead and pull up the flyer so I can tell. People. Um, I in Richland, Washington on the 19th, so in a few days I'll be opening for Mike Jones. Um, in Fall City, Oregon, I will be on Blood uh, Bloodstock. Um, and then uh, coming up the show after that, I do have one in Boise at the Shredder. Um, let me pull up the flyer real quick. I believe it's the fifth. Let me double check. I, I, I've gotten really bad. I need to start writing this shit down because I forget. That's okay. We can also add your tour dates too, if you want. We can add that there yeah, here. Yeah, I, I, I can use all. I put them all up there, but I want to find some now. See if I can hold on. Okay, hold on. Let's go. September 8th, my apologies, um, it's, it's kind of less than a big thing, and uh, yeah, it's going to be, I believe it's a, a, a bunch more independent artists coming through, um, yeah, that was just cool, so I'm looking forward to it, so my, my own, Mr. Gray's on it too, so I have some cool influence as well, I'm just seeing right now, that's cool, okay, so I'm going to be on the same show, I was actually, uh, uh, that's cool, uh, but yeah, it's at the center, uh, on September 8th, so that's cool, yeah, so you guys all be ready to check him out on those locations. Mike Jones, y'all. Mike yeah, Jones, bitches. You know you want to see. That's what's up. So we thank you for tuning in today. Yeah, go fuck with him. And like I said, go check out his platforms. And thank you for listening, my lovely listeners, to Cats Radio. Check my lovely guest out. Show him some love. And we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Thanks for being here, Chris. <laughs> All right, sweetie. You too. Bye.